This podcast is rated RM for realistic motherfuckers. This podcast contains profanity and these nuts. <laughs> Exes, let's start this shit. Hey, it's your boy Exodus here. It's Ricky. Hey, we're back this week again. Um, can give you guys another podcast, of course. Um, this week's topic, this weekend's topic, is going gonna to be about um, finding people to get help, huh? Isn't it? Yeah. Finding, um, if you are going through some troubles in your life, and you know, a lot of people don't want to look for help because it's not something that. A lot of people like it's usually like frowned upon. Society sometimes makes it seem like you have an illness, but um, this podcast is just going to be talking about like how what, whatever you're feeling or whatever uh, that is happening in your life, there's always someone that can sit there and help you. Um, I hate you so much. You know that. Well, and I'm just a really good guy that cares about people, dog. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure you do. No, I just hate everyone equally, but I like helping people out. You know, it's weird. It's got like a love-hate relationship, you know? That's that's exactly what I have with society now. I'd rather watch the world burn. That I, from, the, from the sidelines? Yeah, that'd be great. But, you know, you might as well give people a fighting chance. Off yourself, you off yourself. No. You should give them a fighting chance. You need to make it equal ground. Like, what? what there's no fun in, you know, people suffering. I mean, I don't think so. I think everyone deserves, you know happiness or as the constitution says a pursuit of happiness so i mean that's what i at least believe i feel like getting help for people is just gonna be a lot hard because you know there's therapy circles and people go find therapy and it's it's like for every human being like it's really hard to open up for most guys we don't really talk about our feelings or what's on our mind to anyone we just keep it to ourselves it's just natural born habit and yeah I, i i get it and i agree like for the longest time, I was the same way. I just said, "Yeah, fuck, fuck therapy." Like they don't help with anything. They just sit there, shake their heads, and mm-hmm, yeah. Mm. So how does that make you feel? And nothing happens, you know. And I, I thought that for a while too. And but I've slowly come to the realization to myself that there are certain things that I have like kind of like psychoanalyzed myself and found out deficiencies in why. I am. I do certain actions of why I am the way I am. And now that I'm older, I feel like if I go to a therapist and I now know these things, I might be willing to open up more instead of being, doing what everyone does is just giving them like a little bit of information and then you expect them to be like, all right, here's the answer. A therapist isn't going to do that. It's not. They're not going to be like, here's the answer. And most, the one one thing I don't like about therapists too is because they always try to push meds on you. They're like, oh yeah, you can can see me, but you should also get on this antidepressant meds or this anti-anxiety meds. It's like, dog, I don't want to take meds. I don't want to be enslaved to a drug, you know? I know that feeling a hundred percent. Yeah. I feel like it's stupid. Like, why would you take something and then I have to rely on that for the rest of your life? Actually, it's not your rest of your life. Growing up, I used to take therapy because my whole family was all kinds of fucked up. 
So what happened was, fucking, my, my little brother was a star child, and everyone appraised him. I was left behind, fucking. And then there was the one thing when I hit, because when I got into high school, my grandparents started taking out their, like, rage that they hated. Like, my family hates my father. Overall, they dislike my father. Now, since my father doesn't even, is not even around the area, they saw that I look like him, so they kind of just took out most of their frustration on me strangled me saying they didn't love me fucking throwing shit at me decided i fucking want to retaliate so i threw a metal chair at my grandfather so i after i did that i kind of ran away and trying to figure out what the fuck i'm going to do with myself because i can't stand these people so over time i gone to therapy not by choice obviously it's by my family and the only thing they'd fucked up is that i was turning the tables like literally what they were doing was so unjustified and so wrong but at first, my therapist thought I was just really depressed, just like the normal average teenager shit. So she threw antidepressants and some pills to help me focus in school. And if the thing was, it wasn't just that. Like, I was fighting at school. I was fighting at home. I was fighting when I'm not even eat at home. I was just fighting everywhere. So I never really got that time to find that peace or just to relax. It was just constant conflict everywhere I went. And I kept telling my therapist, I don't need these medicines and I don't need this because my family's all fucked up in the head right now. And then she's like, obviously, she's like, no, because obviously I'm still a teenager. She's like, oh, no, it can't be that. Just talk to me what's going on. We'll see what we can do. So I broke it down to just every minute of my life. I explained it to her. I did this X, Y, and Z. Like, this is what's going on. Now fucking so-and-so is upset because of this. I was like, did you really think about what he thought? I was like, yes, I actually did. <laughs> and what happened was... So later on, fuck, I had this therapist for at least four years talking to her. I grew up with her since eighth grade till sophomore, no, sophomore, junior year in high school. And literally, as we were talking, like she progressively saw more. And I kept bringing my mother and I brought my grandparents in to my sessions so they could see that so that she can see that what they say about their side compared to my side. And then she started witnessing and was like, wow. You guys are actually fucked up. You are so because my grandfather openly admitted along with my grandmother and they were like talking about how angry they were at my me and my dad. And then she's like, why is his dad involved in the equation? His dad's not even in the picture. His dad wasn't even in the picture for over the whole entire time of his life. It's like, and now you're mad at, mad at him about his dad. I was like, well, they were trying to make some excuse as usual. And I was like, yep. As usual, trying to make something. And I pointed out, too, because, you know me, I can't hesitate to call people out. I was like, yep, of course, you know, trying to make an excuse to cover up something. And then my grandmother looks at me with a stare. And my grandfather just, he knew he was fucked up. He like he knew he messed up at that moment to the therapist. And the therapist like, okay. It was kind of like that wake-up call she started realizing. And down the road, she was like, okay, we'll talk to your mother next time. Boy, that didn't even go well either. Because obviously my mother is good at manipulating, persuading the situation at hand to make sure it goes around her or that she's covering her ass that no one will notice. And so every session as we're talking between each other, like she's finding more and more of what I've been doing with my life when I'm not home. Because when I get off school, I'll do my homework. Get, finish my homework put it back in my bags obviously go back outside and they're like where are you going i'm just going to go walk around the town i literally walk around the town in the blizzards in the winter 
in Wisconsin and just during the summertime, just everywhere. So I clear my head, get away. And then sometimes kids want to start fights at the park, but that's a different story. So <clears throat> moving on. Yeah. So like, I agree, man. Like therapy, like as a kid, I went to therapy too. Um, parents got a divorce. So it was uh, a little bit difficult for me. I'm pretty sure it is for any child that's going through that. Uh, first time I, uh, Saw a therapist, they, uh, first, it was before the depression, I actually was diagnosed with ADHD, which, uh, is always fun, you know, especially in school. Oh, it's funny, because I was diagnosed with de- depression with medicine, but after, I, so, actually, to finish out the story, to get to the main point, was my junior year, when I'm done, was done with my therapist, she's, like, starting to get me off meds, and it was the most weirdest thing, because I've been on these meds for four years, and I told her from the beginning, I didn't need to be on these meds. And she's like, oh, you've been doing well. I was like, yeah, yeah, because my family finally fixed themselves and got off my med. It was really rough getting off my meds because I got dizzy. I had, it wasn't like, it was like withdrawals, but not like craving withdrawals. Like I wanted the pills back, but it was more like side effects of like I was getting dizzy. I was getting nauseous. But now since my story is over with table is now yours <laughs> no no you're good but um so yeah, i was at adc and then um later on my parents got you know with their issues and they divorced and i um started seeing a therapist for a little bit and then they like diagnosed me with depression of course and i was scheduled to have a therapist with me and uh, like every like two days he would come by my house pick me up and then we would go somewhere. And it usually was would be somewhere that I would feel comfortable to talk to him and stuff like that. But what ended up happening is we, we didn't talk. I would sit down at a Panera Bread. He would get me like a, a whatever the fuck I got to drink, fucking something to eat. And then I would get on his laptop and just play games. That's it. I would get on his laptop. He would sit there. Like this man had the, like pa- all the patience in the, in the world. He literally would sit there, not talk, not do his job, but just sit there. He wouldn't force me to talk. He wouldn't, which is actually perfect when it comes to like to therapy. And I think you, in a sense, you already knew that what I was really lacking was at that moment a father figure. So he was just there, you know, being that for me. But and then as I got older, you know, I was like, oh fuck, you know, let's let's try this again. Uh, I had some issues in high school and um, had to see an actual, like, no shit, like, therapist. And they ended up diagnosing with clinical depression and all that shit. Or major depression, excuse me. And I was like, okay, whatever. And then I said, fuck it. And then I continued on with my life. And then, like I said, step by step, um, I still kept trying to, you know, find help. Because, you know, even though it might seem like it didn't work the first or second time, always keep trying. So then I tried a third time when I got really down and low. The therapist talked to me. I got like, I understood. And they're like, hey, meds. And I'm like, nope, fuck off. And I just left that therapist. But now that I feel like now that I'm at this age, I've uh, accepted that I'm not going to take any meds, but I feel like I just need to find a therapist that will actually talk to me and try to understand. And now that I understand myself a little bit better because I am older, I should be able to help myself, but it shouldn't take you getting older to, for you to be able to help yourself at a young age or whatever age you're at right now. It's perfect for you just to, you know, 
fix those problems from your past because it will end up like bothering you in the future. Like it could affect your relationships. It could affect so many things. You could sometimes randomly isolate yourself or go in a rage and like punch walls. Like it's like you should always you need to find there's always something to the core of that problem. That issue that is manifesting outside of your body is actually something that's within like like I guess you could say your soul, but like within as in like your past, like your, your trauma that you had as a kid. It shouldn't only be therapy or talk to a therapist. If you have some really close family member, like a brother you love or a sister you love, and you know you grew up talking to them, talk to them. If you know you have family members, like a reliable mom or a parent, talk to them or guardian. It's just find some, or like your best friends who are like your brothers to you. Because usually family is not always by blood. You can always have it make a family for people you have a very well close connection with. It's just, just find someone to talk to. It's not always that easy at first because you're just like, one, you don't want to be judged or two, that you'll never understand, but you won't know till you talk to them. And even if they don't understand, just they're there to listen. They're not there to mock you or give their like input. They're there to just listen to you. Yeah, sometimes you just need someone to listen, really. And then I guess, would, to be honest, would be like the first step for anyone. If you have never seeked help ever in your life and well, after listening to this, you're like, hey, maybe I can try it out. If you, you like, especially as Ricky said, you can just start out by finding a friend that you like completely trust and that you're comfortable with or family, anyone really. You just sit there and you say, hey, I need to tell you some things. I, I don't want you... I know you won't be able to help me. I just want you to listen and understand what I'm going through. And, you know, and then just let it out. And then, you know, after you let it out, you'll feel a little bit better. And I'm pretty sure if the person cares about you, he'll be like, oh, man, you, I think you need to go, you need to see someone, man, because you are suffering and I don't want to see you like this. And just like, you know, feeling that comfort of someone actually caring or giving a damn about you or like, damn, like, yeah. And him like being like, I'll support you and I will be there for you. That right there will give you enough strength to actually be able to go and see a professional that was, you know, studied and went to school for this stuff and understands it more. So it's, I feel like it's scary sometimes when you say, hey, you need to get some help or, hey, you need to go see someone. And you're like, damn, man, I don't, I don't want to do that. Like, what the fuck? Like, I don't want to tell my problems to no one. Fuck everyone. But it's something you just need to slowly become comfortable with. I mean... Yeah, something you just got to get comfortable with. It's just something you need to be comfortable with. It's not that easy, bud. Oh, I know that, man. It's never easy, especially when, you know, you have uh, certain people, like friends and family members, if you're married. It's just sometimes you're just not comfortable in, you know, mentioning everything. You know, like I said, as you get older, you do start, you know, opening up a little bit more and... You know, that's a good thing. It's just finding help is actually very serious, man. Like, if you don't take care of it, two things are going to happen. You're either going to bring future harm to yourself or future harm to others. And it's nice, you know, just to find someone to talk to. It could be the mo- you could be talking to a wall as long as you're venting out and talking out. You could be releasing it out in the gym, punching bag, go out shooting with supervision, <laughs> with shooting, obviously, but. Like it's you got to find some way to find like let release 
it's not always easy. Like maybe one thing just doesn't make you feel better and try something else or talk to someone else or go out with someone to do it. Yeah, man. I feel like if it's, if you can find outlets, that would definitely help. But I feel like you, if you are looking for help, it start at a younger age. When you get older, sometimes some things become almost not permanent, but like to you, it feels permanent. And I feel it's a lot harder for you to, fix it or correct it so it's it's good to start at a younger age because if not it could potentially affect how your relationship with your friends your boss your shoot your wife if you ever have one like it could like potentially affect that to the point where like you're doing things that you would never imagine you would do you know and you'd be like oh i would never like i never thought if i was married i would yell at my wife or some some bullshit and then you're like oh shit yeah that and it's usually the excuse me, the uh, side effects or the, I guess, results of you not resolving those issues that were, you know, there in the beginning. And then now you're taking it out on people that don't know any better, you know, taking it on people that don't deserve the, I guess, the negative um, approach you're coming to them. So it's always good to uh, seek help. What he's trying to really get at is PTSD and depression is really a thing. Just try and find an outlet, trying to find someone to talk to, to vent, or you, real bad things will happen in the future. Yeah, especially like PTSD, man. It, it It's not always like present sometimes, or sometimes it's man, manageable. I mean, I don't have that shit, so I, don't, I can't speak out of experience. But it's, I know sometimes it can get really bad because the, uh, the memories, the flashbacks that kick in, I guess is what actually makes it traumatic and makes it a constant thing, you know? Everyone has the horrible time or a horrible day, a horrible week, whatever you want to mark it as in their life. Everyone goes through a rough patch. You just got to find those right people to talk to. You're never alone. I can tell you that. And when you do feel like you're alone, what you need to do is get out of that little box of yours, find that outlet. And sooner or later, you'll realize, like, life's not as bad. I can't say it's not bad, because have you not seen how our country's turned it into right now? So it's it's not as bad. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. No, you're good, man. I'm trying to break my parents. That's what you're trying to do. But no, uh, yeah, man. I mean, the world isn't that bad. I mean, I always got to have a positive outlook, even though I'm very pessimistic. Very. Like, uh, I'm not really optimistic at all. But I guess I have to strive to be realistic. Um, sometimes I try to lie to myself and be super optimistic. And then people around me are like, dude, that's not even real. I'm like, hey, shut up. It makes me feel sane, okay? How do you think I am during work? I throw on a smile. Oh, yeah, man, we could do this. Yeah, yeah. And then when I know, hey, you got, we're off work, I was like, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> I'm literally back to my realistic self. I'm like, yeah, I'm not putting on a mask just for you guys. It's just for work. <laughs> it's like, yeah, hey, nice. And then you have to work. Yeah, fuck you. Hey, dude, can you come cover my shift at work? No, fuck you. I don't know you like that. Never answer your phone. Yeah. For people that haven't figured that out yet, that work and it's your day off, don't pick up your phone if it's someone from work. Or you say you're already really intoxicated. That too. You can be like, oh, I'm already drunk, man. It's my day off. This is like, nope, mm-mm. Do not take that chance because I promise you, if you pick up that phone, right, and it's from someone from work, it's probably going to be like, hey, man, can you uh, cover my shift? I'm not feeling so good. And you're like, bitch. 
And then you, some people feel obligated, like, damn, I can't say no. Like, he's sick. But, and you feel bad about saying no, but just say, yeah, pick it he's up. really sick, right? But he has the nerve to call you while he's sick or the energy. Come on, man. We all know he'd be playing it. I don't know. Sometimes, I mean, when I used to work at a company and I called in sick, I would have to call them too. I, most of the time I would text them because I hate calling people to be, to be hundred percent honest. I hate calling people for random ass shit. I'd rather text them. Thank God text was invented because I think it's weird. Why would I call somebody like, yo dog, uh, can you cover my shift when I can just text them that? I feel like it's awkward as hell and unneeded. Like they're probably doing something that they're focused on. And now I'm calling them, interrupting whatever the fuck they're doing. They're in the middle of a conversation. So I like texting because at least they can like still talk to someone, look at the text. I'm like, mm, damn, nope, can't do it, dog. Sorry. We are starting to drift away from the main point. Oh, yeah, my bad. Um, <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, so talk, other than being shitbags and trying to give some poor, horrible advice for some people, which low-key is not really that bad, but it's dependent on if you need money or not, honestly. But always seek it to help always. wherever you are. Please do, because um, so many things happen in life, and I've had um, people that I've known that have you know, taken their lives, and um happens more than you expect it to. Uh, I don't know the statistics, but I do know it's quite a bit a day. So we just need to constantly, you know, look for help no matter what you have. It's depression, PTSD, anger issues, freaking, I don't know, psychotic behaviors. Oh, fuck it. I don't know. That's me. <laughs> Always seek help and um, try to better yourself. I promise you, Whatever you have, once you start going to therapy, it's not like the cure. It's not the answer. It's not going to make you feel 100% better, but you will understand yourself a little bit more. And in the end, it might actually help you fix yourself because that's the therapist's job isn't to fix you. The therapist's job is to help you understand yourself and you fix yourself. And again, like I said, it's not easy doing it. It's easier said than done. Like my whole life, I grew up with conflict. And then now I'm just trying to find something to find some peace. I praise that upon a lot of people. Just find something that'll find that peace inside you. Yeah, man. All right, guys. This is a short podcast today. But um, I'm just going to say uh, take care of yourselves. Freaking. It's the weekend. It's a Sunday, though. So if you get fucked up, if you have work tomorrow, sucks to be you. Uh, a bunch of losers. Deuces. Bye. Father Exodus. Yes, my son. Um, where is Father St. Patrick? Well, um, that's a good question. He was actually came by and said he needed to go see a therapist. For some reason, he said like he was talking to someone and the shit that they said was so fucked up that he literally was like... He thinks he developed PTSD. Like, I don't know who sat in with him, but he is literally traumatized. I think he's going to quit being a father. Fuck. Uh, so, Father Exodus, you want to go in the confession booth with me? I got a, another half list of my sins to confess. Oh, my God. Yes, my son. Let's go in there.